This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Well, hello, everybody. This is Hal. And this is Melanie. And we want to welcome you to another episode of Making Biblical Family Life Practical. You just heard a re- really neat recipe. Well, one of my friends, I was stunned. She, okay, so on Facebook, she posts this picture mm-hmm. of a bowl full of honeysuckle blossoms. I'm like, what? Okay. And then she says, time for jelly. And I'm like gobsmacked, Hal, because... <laughs> Okay. I mean, to me, Southern girl, yeah. the taste of sucking honeysuckles, that is the taste of happiness. Mm-hmm. It's summer. It's running around in the woods. Mm-hmm. It's playing outside. It's bright sunlight and cool breezes and that burst of sweetness. Mm-hmm. Did they make jelly out of honeysuckles? What is this? Okay. What is this magic and why have I never heard of it? Well, I've never heard of it before this week. So now I'm like... I'm looking everywhere for honeysuckles. We've got to try this. Okay. Well, I'm I mean, game. It's like a jar of summer. It's mm-hmm. like a jar of summer. That's awesome. So we got to do this. Well, you know, I was, um, <laughs> one of the things I discovered many years ago was um, uh, we, I was on a business trip in California and the gift shop in the airport had um, California honey that was made from the pollen of California poppies. Ooh, it was good. You remember too. that? It was oh, really it was so good. good. And that's, that's such a California sight in the early spring when those fields of orange, it's like Oz or something. Well, that's what somebody said it tasted like. It t- tasted kind of like um, a floral honey. I'm dying to try it. Okay. Well, I'm game. That that sounds like a really southern thing here. So we'll yeah. have to try this and let you know how it works. Yeah. What out. does summer mean to you guys? Summer to me is honeysuckles and fireflies, quail quail yeah bob white light bob light white. and lightning bob bugs white. and cicadas and yeah lightning bugs oh yeah and yeah. cicadas making that weird noise in the evening <laughs> yes you can can you do that i can't do that oh it yeah like, it sounds like aol back yes. in the day yeah okay yeah i love summer i'm so glad it's summer i'm so tired of winter winter lacked lasted like forever here mm-hmm. so i'm glad i'm glad we're done with it i want to be done with it <coughs> excuse me Goodbye, winter. Okay. Well, so winter's gone. Behold, the spring is in the air. The song of the turtle dove is in the land. Okay. And, you know, it's about time because winter's lasted so long, I bet all your kids have cabin fever. Hmm. Well, you know, what What are symptoms of cabin fever? I'll tell you a symptom of cabin fever. Fractiousness. Bickering. anger, Bickering. Arguments and squabbles and stuff. And you know what? Um, that's something we... Did you know that you can... It's possible to have arguments... Where everybody wins at the end. Seriously. You know that was that was neat. When I was um when I was working back in industry, I worked in a paper mill several years ago, and the union contract came up for renegotiation at one point. The management brought in a professor, I think from Cornell University, and got the management and the upper level professional people, and that's what that's where I came in. And then the um uh, the union leadership all went down to a hotel in, in the next town. And we had a, a like two or three day seminar with this professor on win-win negotiation, you know, and kind of the 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 idea that hey, you don't have to lose for me to get everything I want, right? You know, it's it may be possible for me to to meet all of my needs without costing you anything at 
in the bargain. And or how can we come to some kind of conclusion mm-hmm. that means everybody's happy? And you know, just a couple of years after that, you and I were both in a seminar that was led by by Ken Sandy, Peacemakers Ministries, Peacemakers Ministries, and he was talking about relationships, you know, conflict within like a church or a family or a, a ministry or something, you know, a, a very close relationship that's being broken by a conflict. He was talking about how to deal with this. And in both cases, I, I came away with this feeling that, hey, there's hope, but it's going to rest on a couple of things. Your willingness to listen to the other side and your willingness to uh, your willingness to, to invest in the relationship, to say, yeah. you know, I, I, want, I want to restore the relationship, not just say my piece and walk out the door. And I would say a third thing, your commitment to healthy disagreement. Because okay. there are ways to disagree that that make us stronger, and there's ways to disagree that rip us apart. Well, I find, like, for example, we'll talk about something that's pretty low, uh, a low-consequence thing. You and I don't always agree, <laughs> because sometimes you see things that I've missed, or sometimes I have information that you don't know yet. Or sometimes we just don't communicate well. Mm, yeah, that yeah, happens. Yeah, that happened over recording our podcast this week. Okay, yeah. You know, there because was a... our, every mm-hmm. day you came in for our, we have a kind of morning meeting. Yeah. Because we're, you know, in ministry and family and everything together. Right. And, you, and you'd say, can't, why don't we, can we record our podcast sometime today? And I'd say, mm-hmm. sure. And you kept waiting for me to come back in and say, Dear, it's time to record the podcast. Or is now a good time, even right? And I was, and I was, wasn't communicating clearly. That I was really hoping that you would say, "Okay, I'm done with school now," or "I finished the, you know, processing the the bill payments or whatever." Now's a good time. And so we're both waiting on each other, and it didn't happen. So, uh oh, sorry, y'all. Our podcast was five days late. Okay, but uh, but the point being, there was a communication issue. There's a there. communication issue. Okay. Yes. So so let's let's talk about this this concept that. Okay, we're going to have disagreements. Um, you know, in fact, I think we can just plan on that. That even in the best relationships, there's going to be a measure of conflict. There's going to because we're both sinners for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. You know, and James four, what causes quarrels and fights among you? Mm-hmm. Desire and you don't have. Yeah. You know, you covet and can't obtain. You have. Yeah. You know. The, you, you do not have because you do not ask. Oh, like you do not have time for the podcast because you did not ask for it, Hal. <laughs> Okay. Or Melanie. Well, all right. <laughs> okay, I think we're both to blame at that okay, one. Okay, repent, repent. Okay, but okay. This, but James is right there. Yeah, he says you ask, you don't receive because you ask wrongly, you know, for yeah. selfish purposes or whatnot. Okay, so I think that's just endemic to our human nature, that we're going to have conflicts, whether from malice or simple ignorance, we're going to stumble over each other. And sometimes... All the conflicts are really minor. I feel like that's true of us. We don't have very many major conflicts at all. Well, you know, during the Second World War, the German Panzer was an absolute gem of machinery, and it failed miserably in Russia because it was built like a Porsche sports car, and the slightest bit of grit in the machinery stove it all up. Hmm. Okay? That's because everything was so finely tuned and so finely, the tolerances were so fine that it couldn't stand any, you know, any stress. And sometimes when we're really, really, really close, the small things become a big thing. No, that's true. Well, you know, you should be concerned if there's no conflict. Mm-hmm. Because if there's no conflict in a relationship, it's probably because someone is just choosing not to engage and they may be getting mad and bitter. That is something to be aware of, particularly, I think, in young relationships. You yes. Know, because I think you're still sorting out what it means to interact with a person on that level, on that level of closeness. 
And sometimes we come, I think we come to relationships with ideals like, well, if they really love me, they would guess, they would know. Oh no, that's and and sometimes you feel like you know I have been I have been shorted. I have not gotten what was due to me because they don't really love me enough to to guess or divine what's in my heart. And you, you know that's not good. That's not good because that's breeding resentment rather than resolution. Yeah. So so it's better to say okay yeah there's going to be conflict. Let's deal with it when it's small. And there's not a lot of stuff hanging onto it like barnacles. And let's deal with it right away mm-hmm. so that it can stop being an issue between us. You know what? When, when we were, I don't know if we were dating at the time or engaged at the time or when, but early in our relationship, we were reading through Ephesians. And Ephesians 4.26 says, Be angry, but do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. And we decided, you know what? We'll just make that a rule. We will not go to bed angry. We will always make it a rule that if we've got a disagreement of some sort, we're going to sit down and work it out rather than let this thing just grow on. Okay. Actually, that was early in our relationship. Okay. And we didn't go to bed together until after we were married. Let's make that clear. That was a little awkward the way you worded that. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. But we did did not end the day until we were in agreement. And that... You know, that has stood us in good stead. It meant we stayed up talking late quite a few times. But that, you know, the first year or two, we had resolved a lot of the major issues that cropped up. And then it was just like little minor things after that. You know, I felt like we, we've not had to do that in years and years as a regular practice simply because we did deal with those initial questions so early. Yes. So, so I think that that's an important principle there. Okay, so we're going to have conflict. That, that's going to happen. We need to face these things and deal with them rather than just sit and wait for the other person to take initiative to fix it. Well, uh, I think, you know, Leviticus 19 mm-hmm. tells us that we need to deal with it. We need to, we don't paper it over, but we deal with it. Mm-hmm. You shall not hate your brother in heart. You shall surely rebuke your neighbor and not bear sin because of him. You shall not take vengeance nor bear any grudge against the children of your people. But you shall love your neighbors yourself. Part of loving your neighbors yourself yeah. is rebuking them and dealing with the situation it's saying, and resolving it. It's saying, "Hey, you have caused me offense," or "Hey, you are you're in sin. You mm-hmm. you've done something wrong, and somebody needs to tell you that." That's part of a, an actual outworking of our love to our neighbor, which mm-hmm. one of the two great commandments. So I guess we so we need to face those disagreements. We need right. to say, "Okay, there is a disagreement. Let's face it. Let's let's be honest about it. Let's be open about it." Um, well, yeah, I think the first thing, the, the yeah. goal that we've got to decide on mm-hmm. is what what is the goal? What is the, what is the goal of having this disagreement? It's all about the win. No. It's if a, it, the I win. It's going to be huge. If it's all about the win, you're going to have a mess. Because, you know, mm-hmm. we had friends who mm-hmm. the husband was a, was a debate coach. And they yeah. had massive problems. Mm-hmm. And I remember you took him to lunch one day. Yeah, we we yeah that was a that was a tense day. They were not doing well that day, and I I took him to lunch to get him out of the situation. And while we were talking, I said, you know, I think I see one issue that you are a trained debater and you're really good at it. And if you if your wife ever comes to you with a complaint or something that puts your guard up, you immediately go into debate mode, and you know exactly where the weak points in the arguments are. You know how to undercut her logic. You can you can put her right into a corner there and win the debate and you're overwhelming her because that's not her yeah. she doesn't have that set of skills you just you know 
you just basically overpowered her and she feels overwhelmed. Blew him away. And yeah, he said, wow, I never thought of that. Okay, so... That was the start to the improvement in their relationship when mm-hmm. he realized, you know, I want to win is not an appropriate goal for a marital disagreement. And, and sometimes, you know, you may come in a disagreement thinking, but I'm right. I'm innocent. I'm the, I'm the party that's been wronged. So, of course, I want to win. Well, you know what? Maybe not. Maybe, maybe it's better to just accept the wrong if you're able to. Well, for the sake of the relationship. Okay, so the Word of God says it is to your glory to overlook a transgression. But, yeah. you know, sometimes you may have to do that. But maybe if you can have the discussion and you're willing to say, hey, I'm putting everything out on the table and I'm willing to take, to, to, to you know, to forgive the transgression if I need to, but I want to tell you what it is so maybe we can resolve it rather than, you know, me just giving it up. Yes. And, and so, all right, so what is it? It shouldn't be all about the winning. It really, you really need to, um, you need to be aiming to restore a relationship. Yes, the, the goal should be the restoration of the, of the relationship and bringing glory to God. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, all right, we're in agreement on that. And so, if you're going to restore the relationship, you've got to be committed to that relationship. And, you know, there's sometimes, if you have a if you have an offense with a clerk in a store, you know, you may decide, well, I'm just never going to shop here again. And you walk out the door, you know, the, everybody loses a little bit, but it's not like you had much of a relationship to start with. You can walk out on that. But when you're talking to a family member, you're talking to your mate, you're talking to your children, or you're talking to a next-door neighbor or somebody in your church, that you should have an ongoing relationship, you know, you're not going to... It's not a good thing to walk out, even if you walk out just in your heart. You know, you, you may still be there. You may not have divorced your mate, but you may have decided not to be friends. You know, that's not good. You need to have a commitment to say, I want the relationship to be strong. I want it to be, to be marked by Christian love and consideration. Mm-hmm. I want it to be something that glorifies God in the way that we interact. Even, even the way that we have disagreements ought to be glorifying God somehow. So... You know the commitment to relationships important. I had a I had a friend in college. I'm going to tell a bad story on myself. Okay. I had a friend in high school, and we ended up at the same college. And he started going down a path, which, in reflection, it wasn't that big of a deal. But it was something I was really sensitive about at the time, and I felt like, oh no, he's like ruining his life. He's going down this terrible and and. The first time or two that we discussed it, he was defensive and I was I was pushy or whatever, and and it was not a really good discussion. And I thought, well, I'm too, I'm, I'm good friends with him, and I don't want to lose that friendship, so I, I'll I'll just avoid it. Well, you know what? It's like to save the friendship, I let the friendship die. Oh. It's, it's what, you know, yeah. because I just I just avoided contact with him because I couldn't see past this this now in reflection minor lifestyle choice he had made perfectly legal perfectly moral it was perfectly fine but i was just oversensitive about it and i couldn't look past that and so that's stupid don't do that don't don't let a friendship die don't let a relationship suffer because you're unwilling to calmly talk through a point of disagreement yes i think that's important to say because our culture has become so polarized and it's not getting better that we need to be willing to sit down and say, okay, I'm going to take off all of my labels, and I'm not going to think of myself as me and, and you as them, but rather let's just talk about, you know, these ideas and, yeah. and, you know, why we feel like we do. Anyway, 
Don't do what I did in college. That was stupid. You need to have a commitment to the relationship. Then we're going to talk about how do you have a good, clean, not a fight, but a good, clean disagreement. Okay. Well, so, I think that's important, but let's take a moment before mm-hmm. we talk about that mm-hmm. and let's talk about our sponsor. Okay. You know, our sponsor this week is schoolhouseteachers.com and yeah, they've got some great things going. I just realized they have added five new classes like since the last time I signed on. Wow. It's constant. There's over 300 classes. There's all kinds of things going on. Mm-hmm. And art, Bible, Mm-hmm. computer technology, drama and speech, mm-hmm. all kinds of electives, accounting yeah. even, yeah. photography, tons of courses that your kids can take on your timing, mm-hmm. self-paced. And it's a, it's all available for you out there. You don't have to buy anything else. Yeah. And they've got a deal going on till the end of May, Hal. Yeah. It's less than $10 a month paying month by month. Yep. It's only eight twenty-five a month if you can pay by the year. And you know what? The way these things are set up, that's a family registration, and you can have as many children as you want. You and your yeah. mate can take part in it. There's just one low monthly charge, and, and there's no contract. No. I mean, you, you get discounts if you pay in advance, but you can do it month by month if you like. And we just, you know, this is such a great resource. We use it for supplemental things, and, hey, we need some more examples in chemistry. Well, let's go look at the course online. And, and so you really want to check this out. You go to schoolhouseteachers.com. Yes. Or better yet, go to hallowmelanie.com slash radio and come to the show page. If you click on that link and you decide to get in with this fantastic program, then there's also a little affiliate that will be helping us out at the same time. So let's talk about healthy ways to disagree and things to do and not to do. Okay. Um, <laughs> one thing is have one argument at a time. That is, oh, that is so critically important because and, people start to just throw everything across the table at each other. Well, I think it's because we're so focused on winning that when we run out of ammunition, we start looking for other fights to throw in there. And so that, that's, that's really important, especially if you've been having trouble for a while with this person that you usually have a lot of baggage. There's lots of snowballs lying around you can throw, but rather to say, okay, let's deal with this one thing. I wish that you would... Take something trivial. I wish that you would would put the top back on the toothpaste when you're done with it. That would really make my life so much happier. Can we just agree that that we'll put the top on the toothpaste when we're done with it? That's not a current argument with us, no. but that's but that that kind of level of thing. Sometimes you know, say you don't put the top on the toothpaste and you put the toilet paper facing the wrong side of the spindle. And and what's more, you leave wet towels on the floor of the bathroom. And, and you by didn't the start way, the dishwasher yesterday. And right you're just laundry. a slob, and you're and and you're you a burden on society. And pretty soon it gets really ugly. Pretty soon it's get you know it's like okay, the only way to resolve this problem is for you to die. <laughs> and, and that's not a good outcome. So you need to say, all right, let's look, let's look at one thing. Let's deal with one thing and resolve and that. And let's resolve that. And then if we need to deal with other things, we'll deal with them then. Mm-hmm. But if we deal with the first thing first. Okay. So one argument at a time and keep the drama out. Oh, this, this is so important. Some people are more dramatic. Well, again, I think it's connected to we want to win. And, we, and it, you know, my problem, Hal, if I feel like somebody's not listening to me, that they're not taking. <laughs> Go ahead. If I feel like they're not paying attention to what I'm saying and drinking it in, then I will get more emphatic and more dramatic and more loud. Which, by the way, folks, is seldom effective. Uh, well, okay, yeah, that that's that's a thing. But you know, some people are just naturally. Dr- some people, when they are happy, they're ecstatic, and when they are sad, 
the the world is lost and life is is a burden to me and it's easy to go to mm. go to the extreme to hit the wall and you know i i was just reading a few minutes ago about mm-hmm. a conflict one of my friends and her husband are having yeah and he said something so ugly to her yeah and i'm sure it was just in the heat of the moment and it flew out of his mouth and he probably didn't think twice about it but she is torn to bits over it words hurt much worse than blows in some ways and, and yeah and not they, that you should ever have blows of any kind you words shouldn't be or hurt, physical. you shouldn't be hurting your either but 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 the fact that those words can be relived and replayed over and over and over and over and we need to be careful about our words no and you know what we do you do not have to stand for someone being ugly to you that like that how do you how can you deal with it mm-hmm. you can confront them and say it's not okay for you to treat me that way mm-hmm you know, you will not call me names. Right. You will not say those nasty things to me because some people, that's another rule we have, no name calling ever. You know, that that's a thing. You know, in Scripture, it's very plain that we're not meant to tear one another's character down, you know, just in the casual way you hear sometimes in talk radio or political press or whatever. Just, you know, if a person has a problem, if they do have a character problem, deal with that problem, but not to just say, well, what do you expect because they're, they're just an ignoramus and no you can't do that you can't do that okay don't so don't tear each other up with name calling and such like that i want to say this if you're in a situation where the conflict in your home is beyond unhealthy to the point of abusive right you need to get help you need to talk to the elders of your church you need to talk to your parents to his parents Mm -hmm. or her parents right it goes both ways Mm -hmm. and you need to get help you know you you do not need to just let it let it go, Mm-mm. you know, no. because this is the kind of thing that can harm you and your kids for the for the rest of your lives. Well, and this is one of those. This goes back to that thing. You you should not be bearing any sort of ongoing difficulty between you and your neighbor. You need to confront these things. You know, you need to confront them appropriately, and you know, with with restraint and respect and. Uh, you know the, the privacy when when possible but they do need to be confronted and they need to be worked out now you know on the on the other side of it though there's there's also this when something's been dealt with put it away put it away if it's dead don't resurrect it do not resurrect old arguments yes you know and that's one of those things that let them sleep in peace <laughs> yeah I, I i've had that discussion with some of our children sometimes that, that like one of my kids will say well my brother did this to me, and I said, and and I asked, well, did you tell mom? Well, yeah. Well, did mom do something, deal with it? Well, yeah. I said, okay, then it's dealt with. It's okay, done. It's, it's dealt over. with. It's put it away. Don't come to me for double de- double jeopardy here and say, no, I don't think there was enough punishment. I want I want to get a second opinion yeah, you on can't that. Do that. Don't do that. Okay. Yeah, I think an important thing is to um to always reaffirm your love. You know, when you need to when you need to get in the conflict with someone, when you need yeah. to rebuke them, I think you've got to first reassure them, I love you so much. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't say this except I, I want to work it out between us to make it stronger because I love you so much. Yeah. You know, you want, you don't want to, you, you don't want to give the impression I'm playing got you. And I right. think I, I think I got you now, Turkey. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to nail you because I can win this one. No, but just to say, look, I love you. And we've got a problem, and I want to work this out, okay? Because I want our relationship to be good again. And then, mm-hmm. at the end, you 
when you said what you need to say, you all you reaffirm your love again. Mm-hmm. You know, regardless, I love you so much. Yeah, yeah. Even, Please understand, even when I wouldn't stressed. say this except I want it to be perfect between us. Yeah, you know? that's it. Okay, so you always want to work toward reconciliation. Yes. Okay? You want to work past your work past your problems. You know, James chapter one has a verse that I think needs to be like engraved on our bathroom mirror. You know, it's James one nineteen and twenty says, "Let each man." Let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath, for the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. You know, what does that tell us? That tells us we need to listen. We do. We need to listen to the person, even if we if we if we have to initiate the confrontation, say we have to talk. But then once you've explained what your problem is, you need to listen to the other person's explanation and give them a chance to explain themselves. See, that's so important, Hal. Because when you listen to the other person, mm-hmm. you're investing in the relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, you are showing them you care enough to listen and to understand their position. Mm-hmm. And when you when you invest in the relationship, it makes coming to to an agreement in the conflict so much easier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we've got to do that. We've got to listen. We've got to figure out what's going on. Right. And show that we care. Actively show that we care. And, and, you know, when it says to be slow to wrath, you know, we're not to give ourselves to outbursts of rage and anger and, and you know, storms of, of retribution. But at the same time, I think part of the way that we, that we approach a conflict, being slow to wrath, is approaching it early. Yeah. You know, to say, oh, I'm a little miffed, I'm a little irritated, I'm a little disappointed, rather than, I am sick and tired and fed up with this. Well, and see, that's a danger, because it's... It's easy sometimes to think, I'm just going to overlook this. I'm going to overlook this. But we're really not overlooking it. We're not really putting it we're, behind Instead, us. we're choosing not to say something, but we're still mad. And then... And then the first time our mate ever hears about it is when pow, kapow, it just all blows up everywhere. Well, I think, you know, a lot of times children have had that experience of, of nothing, 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 nothing. And then a parent says, will you knock that off? Like, what? What in the world? What yeah. I don't know. You know, we gotta we gotta be we gotta be willing to say, hey, could you not do that? Or look, would you pick that up rather than just dropping it on the floor or something? You know, say it say it soon when it's small and easily fixed. You know, one thing we haven't mentioned, Hal, What's that? is you've got to take the nuclear option off the table. You well, okay? It changes conflict when you are when the option of leaving one another is is there. Now that and that's that's on the marital side, you know, to say, well, what is, what is the nuclear option in relationships to kill the relationship, and yeah. so in marriage, the nuclear option is departure. It's yeah. it's divorce. I mean, other than murder, we don't recommend that either. But <laughs> but I mean, the nuclear option is to say we are done and you walk out, and that could be your marriage, that could be your friendship, that could be. You know, I've heard people say, you know, recommending they've got a conflict with their teenager, and some people are really quick to say, throw them out of the house, kick them out. And you think, you know what, You most things never get close to that. Yeah. Not Surely not as often as I've heard it recommended to different people. You know, when there's a relationship that can still be recovered, when there's work that still needs to be done, and it's not a matter of, you know, it's not a matter of telling your your adult child who's smoking drugs in the basement saying, no, you can't live here anymore. That's yeah. one thing. But to say, you know what, you, we need to work this out, even if it's difficult, even if it takes us some time, 
rather than just throwing one another aside and having no relationship at all. Oh yeah, so much agree. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's I think that's that's a very real thing. Thank you for bringing that in too. You know, it, here's the thing. What I see in this is God calls us to speak the truth and love to one another. Yes. And to to love one another. It says to love our neighbors. Surely we need to love our family members. You know, who's our closest neighbors? Absolutely. And you know, to recognize that relationships take work. We are going to stumble over each other. How much better to come at them with a sense of, hey, I want to deal with something while it's small, while there's not a lot of emotional baggage built up on either side here, and and restore this relationship in a way that glorifies God. And you know what? And forgive one another. We absolutely need to forgive one another. We need to forgive one another like God forgives us completely. And some people say, well, you know, you, you don't realize what this costs me. Well, you know, what did, what did our forgiveness cost Jesus? He died I mean, for our sins. He died. He took our sins on himself. That's what forgiveness, sometimes forgiveness is costly. And we're still called to follow that. But, you know, so much of the time, you know, we, we, don't, we don't face lions in the arena so much as we face pens full of chickens. And a lot of times it's a matter of saying, you know what, I'm irritated with this, but I need to be a grown-up here. I need yes. to be big and forgive this and just, just say, suck it up. just suck it up and deal with it. You yeah. know, sometimes we need to get over ourselves yes. as much as somebody else needs to get over themselves. So, folks. So, okay. You know, this is something that we, one of the, one of the many things we talk about on our marriage retreat, I want to invite you to join us on Come Away Weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, Come Away Weekend has been a blast, Hal. We have that. We have had so much fun with these things because what we do, yeah, this is a teaching retreat. We're going to talk. We're going to do some serious work, some serious relationship work. Um, you know, just and talk about some issues that people tell us they've never heard some of these things brought up at a marriage retreat. In fact, we take requests. Yes. And we can do that because these are small groups. They're not, oh, we're going to have an intimate weekend with 600 strangers. This is going to, this will be a small group. We're going to be in the mountains of Western North Carolina this fall during the leaf season. It's yeah, going to be awesome. It's supposed to be the peak of leaf season. You but, can't really predict that. But. but but you know what? The way we set this up is so that, yeah, we have the teaching and then you have free time. Because a lot of times what couples need is time by themselves. Time they to need, talk. They need time to go away and to relax, reconnect. to reconnect. And so we want to give you that opportunity as well as the thought-provoking discussion and stuff at other times. So come away weekend. If you want to find out more about this awesome weekend, then come out to our website, RaisingRoman.com. Slash come away autumn. Come away autumn. Yes. Or you can just go to the shop and scroll down to live events and you'll see the retreat weekends down there this is because be if so you're good. listening to this past autumn maybe next year uh-huh. we're we plan to do this twice a year in the spring and the fall yep have a come away weekend mm-hmm. if your church wants to bring us in for a come away weekend we can do that so mm-hmm. go to howlandmelanie.com to see about our speaking yep but we just really want to encourage you to you know what make the investment to spend some time together to work through some disagreements to to come together with a a, a modus vivendi, a way to get along better and to glorify God in your relationship. The title comes from the Song of Solomon, mm-hmm. where it says, Arise, my love, my beautiful one, and come away. What a great advice that is. Okay, well, look, we appreciate you joining us. We appreciate you spending a little time with us and hope that we've encouraged you. Yes, take, take a look at schoolhouseteachers.com. We appreciate mm-hmm. them supporting us. 
and we hope you'll join us again soon as we talk about applying biblical principles in the 21st century family. Until next time, I'm Hal. And I'm Melanie. Thanks for joining us. Bye, y'all. You've been listening to Making Biblical Family Life Practical with Hal and Melanie Young. If you found this program interesting, challenging, and encouraging, why not join us on the web at halandmelanie.com. That's H-A-L-A-N-D-M-E-L-A-N-I-E.com. Or follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook slash Hal and Melanie or Facebook.com slash Raising Real Men. This program is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Join us next week when we'll be back to talk about making biblical family life practical. Until then, thank you and God bless you for listening.